You're listening to the Sheep Spot Podcast, a show for hand spinners about making yarns we love. Hey there, Sheep Spotters. Welcome to episode 51 of the Sheep Spot Podcast. I'm Sasha from Sheepspot.com, where we offer diverse hand-dyed wools and the information and support you need to make those wools into beautiful yarns that you love. Oh my goodness, folks. Oh, I missed you so much. It was it was really good for me to take some time away from the podcast. Um because I'm super excited about what is going to be coming up. Um, I've had, I, you know, I move slowly and I have known that there were some things that I needed to kind of rethink about the business. And, uh, so my two weeks off, which kind of turned into two and a half weeks, um, has been really great because I've just had a little headspace and I've been doing tons and tons of dreaming and brainstorming and getting ideas and figuring out how to actually do the ideas. And there is going to be some fabulous stuff coming up. This week, I'm just going to tell you about Ply Away, which was fantastic and tell you a little bit about what is coming up in the podcast and a little bit about what is coming up for Sheep Spot. Uh, I'm I, really just a teaser at this point because I'm still sort of working stuff out. But let's talk Ply Away. Ply Away was so much fun this year. And as I've gotten older, I, I don't know, I may have mentioned this on another episode, but um, as I've gotten older, I have found that traveling gets more and more difficult. And I used to travel all the time when I was beginning my academic career. I, you know, went to a lot of conferences and I gave a lot of talks at places and and I was really, and I was also in a commuting relationship at that point. So I was um, going to Durham, North Carolina, at least once a month, and then usually traveling another weekend. And it was just what I did. And it was, you know, completely normal. And um, I just, I was a little bit like um, George Clooney in that movie, um, I can't remember the title of it, but it's the one where he has to fly all over the country to fire people. I was not firing people. I was just talking about my research. But um, in that movie, there's a really funny scene where he's um, he has this protege and he's trying to explain to her how to how to travel, like how to do airline travel in an efficient way. And I was a little bit like that. I was a little impatient with the infrequent travelers. But as I've gotten older, and as also as I've just gotten to be a person who travels much less, which believe me is fine with me, um, it's gotten to be a little 
more difficult to get out of the house. And so this time I just said to myself, okay, Sasha, you can either spend, this was about 48 hours before I had to leave to go to the airport. I said to myself, self, I said, you can either spend the next 48 hours in a panic running around like a chicken without a head, or you could just, you know, relax and get done what you need to get done and not have a lot of drama about it. And I was actually able to do that. And I woke up the morning, normally I wake up the morning of a trip, especially if an airplane is involved. And, you know, I just feel kind of dreadful because I usually haven't gotten enough sleep. And, you know, I have what I have thought of as kind of an ordeal coming up. And that morning, the morning I had to leave for ply away, I woke up, I was in a fabulous mood, I was really excited. I had a very problem free um, travel experience, which doesn't always happen, but happened on this occasion. And a lot of that was because I did a lot of planning in advance, like I booked my super shuttle, and I um, made sure that I had some healthy food and to eat during the day. And, you know, I, I just sort of took care of myself. And, um, and I really actually kind of enjoyed the flight. So, and then I got to Kansas City, and that was, I think, the 8th of April. And spring had not really shown its face at all at that point in southwestern Ontario. But Kansas City was green and warm and things were blooming and it was just fabulous. And so I got on the super shuttle. I went to the hotel. I was greeted um, by one of the bellmen at the hotel who remembered me from last year, which I thought was really kind of hilarious. And, um, and just, you know, had a swim, talked to Jillian, had some nice dinner, um, and got ready for my classes. And so I, I ended up taking classes on the Tuesday and the Wednesday. Tuesday, I had two classes with Maggie Casey. And, um, of course, they were wonderful. And I love Maggie Casey so much. And uh, it was great to just get to spend the day with her. So the first class I took was um, a class on long draw, British and American style long draw. And I was really excited to practice my British style long draw, which is also called double drafting. And that's where you um, kind of pull back really quickly and then walk your hands forward and then sort of work out the really inevitable thick parts in that length of yarn. And then you let it wind on and start all over again. Um, and I had been, I had actually had a class on long draw with Maggie Casey a million years ago, probably in 2009. And she demoed just a little bit of the British style and I was too busy trying to learn how to do the American style. So, um, so I got to practice that a little bit and that was really lovely. And then in the afternoon, uh, I did her wheel 
mechanics class, which was also great. I, as I may have mentioned, am not really a mechanically minded person. So I love to take wheel mechanics classes. I took one last year with Stephanie Gosted. And I love to take them because, you know, my hope is always that somebody will say something in a way that I've never heard it before and I will I will have a new burst of understanding. And um and also it's just such a pleasure to watch Maggie teach. She's such a good teacher and she's just a lovely, lovely spirit. So that was great. And um and then that night I went out for dinner with Jillian and um, another friend, Erica, and we had unbelievably great barbecue. Oh, it was so good. And we used to have a great barbecue place here in London, and it was literally walking distance from our house. So, you know, every three weeks or so, Matthew and I would just walk over there and have a great meal. And um, sadly, they closed as restaurants in London are wont to do. And, uh, so I haven't had good barbecue for a while and, um, I just, it was fabulous and really nice to get to spend time with Jillian and also to catch up with Erica, whom I hadn't really seen to have much of a conversation with in, in a long time. So that was really great. And then the next morning I woke up and went off to my drum carding class with, Roy and Henry Clemis of Clemis and Clemis. I do have one of their motorized drum carters, which is a prized possession. Um, and so I had been wanting to take one of their classes for a long time. And I ended up taking their, um, slightly more advanced, uh, drum carding class. And it was so useful. I learned so much. Um, I learned, first of all, I learned how to not, how to doff off a bat from a drum carter, um, without endangering myself. Um, cause the way I had do, been doing it, um, I think I could have conceivably poked myself in the eye with the doffer. Um, so that was good. Learned a lot of safety tips and, um, and just a bunch of techniques that I had never done before using a drum carter. So making roll eggs, um, uh, making roving off the drum, using a diz, a bunch of different carding techniques. And uh, it was really, really fun. And they supplied us with gorgeous fiber, which was another um, really big plus. And uh, it was also really fun getting to just see their their father and son and getting to see their relationship and um, getting to watch them, you know, razz each other and as they were teaching together and stuff that they are, um, I, I have a lot of admiration for the work that they do because they are genuinely innovative and, you know, not that many businesses in our space are, I I really would call really innovative. And, 
Um, and Henry is a fantastic business person and a fantastic salesperson. And he's the best kind of salesperson because he understands that his product is really, really a lot better than most of what else, what, what is out there on the market. And I have really come to agree. My drum carter is unbelievably great. Um, so that was, that was good. And then, um, in the break between those two classes, I went and sort of started setting up the booth and, um, and that actually all went really smoothly. The hotel does such a great job of helping the vendors get stuff where it needs to be. And, um, it's, and, and, uh, JC and, uh, Levi, Levi is, JC, JC Boggs Faulkner's husband. And he's really the person who deals with the marketplace and the vendors. And he, he is also a beautiful soul and, and just does a really great job. So I got the booth, um, set up. I didn't do actually unpack any fiber, but I, I was able to get, um, quite a bit done during that two hour lunch break on Wednesday. And then I went back to class. And then Wednesday night, I had a lovely dinner with um, three of my breed school members who are all in the fiber club, uh, Barbara and Lacey Ann and Sarah. And we all went and had pizza together and we sat outside. It was warm enough to sit outside, which was great. And I, I feel like I'm using the word great a lot. Um I'll try to think of some synonyms. Anyway, we had a really nice dinner and, um, I, I, um, facilitated a wheel sale between Lacey Ann and Sarah. And that was great fun because, you know, I'm a big enabler. So, so that was good. And then I, um, went to bed and, um, the, the marketplace opened at noon on Thursday. So I got to sleep in a little bit and then went down at 11 and, you know, moved things around, um, maniacally and probably unnecessarily. And about 10 minutes before the marketplace opened, I tried to pair my credit card reader with my phone. And I've never had any trouble doing this. This is it's always happened almost instantaneously. Um, and I've been using this card reader for, I guess, a, a year now. Um, and I've never had a problem with it. And I could not get them to talk to each other. And so Lacey's at the front, Lacey, JC's at the front of the room, like counting down, you know, so she's saying five minutes, four minutes, and I am frantically trying to get this thing to work. Um, cause there's a big rush at the, at noon, um, that first day that the marketplace opens and I, you know, wanted to be ready for it. So, um, I was finally uh, able in consultation with a couple of the other vendors, I was finally able to get it working literally with about 90 seconds to go. But I was ready and, um, and 
just had, I really just had so much fun talking to people and talking to customers, hanging out with my, um, now my vendor friends. Now I have vendor friends, which is great. And uh, the apothecary was next to me. I was right between, um, CJ Coho, um, and the apothecary. And we all did a great job of like watching each other's booths when we had to go to the bathroom and stuff. And it was just a really, really nice show. Um, incredibly nice people. JC does such a brilliant job running the thing. It's just, um, you know, it's exciting to be there, but it's also really kind of relaxing because everything has been really well thought out. And, um, you know, like there was, there was coffee and water, coffee and tea and water set up in the marketplace all day for the vendors. Um, and so that, you know, it was just like, just so many little thoughtful things like that. Um, there was a break every morning about midway through the morning class and there was food, um, they just do a really beautiful job with that event. Um, so, so that was Thursday. Friday was the same schedule. So noon to seven. And, um, by, by Friday night, I was exhausted. I just went to my room and just lay on the bed prone for about, um, half an hour staring at the ceiling. And then Saturday, we opened at nine, we closed at three, and then I packed up the booth and gave all the boxes to the bellman, and the hotel shipped them back to me. It's the easiest, so the easiest show that I do. Um, and I decided while I was there that I'm actually going to propose some classes for next year. So, and in fact, I have already done that. Um, so I proposed four classes and, you know, we'll see what happens. But, um, whatever happens, I will, of course, be going back and, um, cause I just really do. It's a really good time. So, um, it was a successful trip. I got back. I was, pretty tired. And for about a week, I just kind of, you know, woke up at 10 and took a nap at three and then went to bed at 11 again. Um, so there was lots of sleeping and lots of just sort of catching up with myself. And um, yeah, it was good. And then, and I was really so glad. I was so grateful to my past self for planning those two weeks off because I really, between the end of the semester at school and the end of ply away, which I'd been preparing for since like January, um, it was, I really needed some rest and just some quiet and some thinking space. So that was, that worked out really, really well. And I, you know, I was able to get back onto a regular gym schedule, which I really hadn't been on in, in March, because I was feeling a little time crunched. And, um, you know, just generally sort of get back into 
a more relaxed sort of groove. So, um, yeah, so that was all really fun. Um, so that's the plyaway report. I also promised that I would tell you a little bit about what's coming up in the podcast. And I have decided that for the next little while, and this will probably last for about eight episodes, I am going to work on a project of my own, a fairly involved project. Um, and I'll say more about that in a second, but a fairly involved project and, and then just sort of walk you through the steps of all the steps of planning, making fiber decisions, um, dyeing the fiber, carting the fiber because I've decided that I'm going to work from bats for this project. Um, and, uh, and then the actual spinning, how to spin. This is, um, it's a big, um, it's a Martina Bame pattern. Its name is escaping me, but I'll tell you next week. And, um, it's a big piece of knitted fabric. So I'm actually going to need about 1700 yards of a two ply fingering weight yarn for it. So, um, so I'll also be talking about spinning for a big project and how to get the most consistent yarn possible for a big project and all of that stuff, all that stuff that goes into actually making a yarn for a particular thing and then um, actually making the thing. I will throw in some lessons when I get into the spinning phase, because that's probably going to take me um, at least a couple weeks, maybe longer. And once I get into the knitting phase, because that will really take me a long time, because you guys know what a slow knitter I am. Um, so I'll be throwing in uh, some additional lessons as we go along because I want to be able to say something to you from week to week other than I'm still knitting. Um, see you next week when I'll still be knitting. Uh, but I'm going to figure that out as, as we go along. But next week I'm going to talk about sort of how and why I picked this pattern and, um, and my fiber choices, which are, um, slightly unusual. So I'm actually going to do this project out of two different fibers and I'll explain why next week. Um, so I hope that you guys will find that useful. A lot of the feedback that I get, um, from, from newer spinners, but also from intermediate spinners as well is, that you want to be able to spin more intentionally with a project in mind. So this is my way of kind of killing two birds with one hand, one stone, one helping sort of explain what that process looks like. And also like getting myself to actually go through that process and, and do a big project. Cause I, it's been quite a while since I have done one. Um, sort of start to finish, um, both spinning it and knitting it. So, and that's something that I, I really want to be doing more of. So, um, we'll do this. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. I may then sort of follow up with another project. We might kind of be in this mode for a little while. Um, 
possibly until I take my um, hiatus in August, and then go back to sort of more um, kind of segmented weekly lessons. Uh, but I'm going to kind of play that by ear. If you have thoughts about that, I'd love to hear them. So just email me at Sasha at cheapspot.com. And last but not least, I promised that I was going to tell you a little bit about um, some new stuff that's going to be happening with Sheepspot. And this is the result of my just doing a lot of thinking and reflection about you know, what's really working in the business and what is really working for me in the business. Um, and what I, what I really want to be spending my time doing at this point. Um, so, and it also has to do with the fact that my fabulous studio assistant, Danielle, is leaving me to go back to school in the fall. She is going to a, um, culinary program in bread and pastry making, which I think she will be fantastic at. And, um, and Danielle had actually been doing a lot of the club dyeing. Um, actually, she did most of the club dyeing for this year. She's really, really talented and she has a great color sense and a real, um, a real sensitive, um, kind of relation to the fiber. So I was able to trust her with, with quite a lot of stuff. So, um, and I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to, replace her. And it's certainly, I'm not going to be able to get somebody up to speed to the point where they're, they were, they're doing all of the things that she was doing. That's just, um, you know, it took a while for her to get to the point where she was able to kind of handle all the responsibilities that I threw at her, um, which she did with immense good humor and aplomb. Um, and so I am not going to be launching a new fiber club year in July as I have been for the past, I guess, four years. Um, I'm going to be trying a new, slightly new thing. Um, it'll have some overlaps with the fiber club, but it will also be a bit different. And, that's going to be launching um, probably mid to late September. Uh, and that is all I am prepared to say about it right now. But I think it's going to be great. And I am really, really excited about it. Um, it's a chance to bring together a lot of what Sheepspot is about, which is both about providing really great fiber and um, unusual and rare breed wools that um, are not widely available, and also about um, bringing in and sort of integrating the teaching that I've been doing um, more into sort of situating that more closely in relation to providing fiber. So <clears throat> that is, uh, that's what I've got to say about that. Um, as I say, I'm really, really excited about it. And I think, um, it's going to be, it's going to be really fun. And, um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. So, but I will absolutely be keeping you guys apprised as things develop. 
Um, and I think that that's kind of what I have to tell you this week. Um, it feels so good to be back at the mic and, um, you've been so patient with me and I appreciate that so much. Um, as I say, I think I am going to kind of stick to this three months on one month off schedule, um, at least for the foreseeable future. Um, I know that I am going to take the, the entire month of August off, um, and that I'm going to take the entire month of December off as well. Um, and then we'll all sort of reevaluate at the end of the year and see how this has felt and um, how it's been for you guys. And uh, we'll, you know, figure out the next step at that point. All right, my darling sheep spotters, I love you all so much. And um, I can't wait to talk to you next week about this big project I'm planning. I think it will be great fun. So you go spin something because you know it'll make you feel better and have a wonderful week. I will see you back here next week. Take care. Bye-bye. <music>